Yo, what's up, guys? Um, so this is something that we're trying out. Uh, this is Crazy Gaming, and I got my buddy, Andrew, uh, also known as Aloha Pajas, or I don't know what else you would like to go by. Uh, I guess you can call me. I mean, you can call me Aloha Pajas, also known as <laughs> Drew. Um, <laughs> about Drew. But yeah, Aloha Pajas is fine. It's like my gamer tag in the game scene. Nice, nice. Um, yeah, no. So today we are talking about like battle royales. We thought that would be an interesting topic because um, we played. I've played a lot of them over the course of the past few years, and uh, I know that landscape itself has changed just dramatically. You know, mm -hmm. from when it first started out with you know player unknown battlegrounds, and then you had you know Fortnite battle royale, and, and that was Ooh. really the start of this transition where we saw a lot of a lot of developers and indie companies coming out with new games right that were kind of focused on this battle royale this battle royale mindset so um yeah i mean i mean you could start i mean we we talked a little bit earlier about just like kind of the starting point right for battle royales and like how fortnite was yeah the i think okay so that. even even before let's say like let's let's even go back a little bit before that right what kind of games were we playing we we're playing like i don't know fps shooters you know call of duty was still a thing i forgot i don't even know what i was playing before fortnite what was i playing before fortnite probably about like some mmos or something but like the gen the genre of just battle royales just never came to my mind at least for me until Fortnite, until Fortnite, because Fortnite like really blew up. I know, I know, PUBG was before that, a little bit before that, right? Yeah, just a little bit, not not yeah. too much, but like uh, I think it was like four or five months. But like technically, Fortnite was already out. It just was the we were playing the other version. What was oh, it called? Yeah, the, the uh, Save the World. Yeah, 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 Save yeah. So we were version. playing that one uh -huh. before the Battle Royale came out, and that's how we kind of like transitioned into it. Yeah. No, that's true. That's true. And then uh, I think Dean, our friend Dean Autolock, aka Autolock, he uh, introduced us to the Save the World Fortnite. He's like, hey, we should try this. And I was like, oh, dude, this is like a crap game. <laughs> 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 dude, going into Fortnite, I was like, I, I don't know how to build. You know, the whole mechanic. <laughs> and it, at the time, like I said, like we said, um, it was just originally just a survival game. You know, zombie, ways of zombies come at you and you kind of just protect your base from getting damaged. And that's kind of, that's been out there for quite a while. And then Battle Royale came out. And then, man, oh man, for me, I was like, yo, what is this? Like the play style and everything was just so much different. So much different, so much like the different feeling. You know, one out of a hundred people gets to win the game. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was insane. Like the difference between like going from a lot of the other play styles like fps shooters and like how those were set up for me at least you know going from like a call of duty to a battle royale was a complete mm -hmm. shift of mindset and also like how i play right and mm -hmm. i think that was that was massive especially in fortnite like you you the the difference between call of duty and fortnite was insane for one because just Fortnite itself had this building mechanic that they included in their battle royale, which made it very interesting. And I think that's why it caught so much fire, especially that's in the beginning stages, right? Like it was different. It was new. Unlike PUBG, which was kind of the same FPS style, it just had more of a survival direction. Mm -hmm. Fortnite really like up the ante with a completely different viewpoint of like how you play an FPS shooter, right? That's true. That's true. Wait, did you play PUBG before Fortnite? So, uh, yeah, I played a little bit of it because um, I, I, just because it was 
you know, one of those indie games that came out and I was like kind of interested in kind of testing it out and seeing what happened. Um, and so I played a little bit, you know, I think, I don't think I caught on too much into that game just cause it was like, I preferred COD and like FPS shooters. Yeah. Um, and I didn't really have any, personally, I didn't really have any friends who were like playing it too much. So I think that's why Fortnite was kind of my next step was just cause all you guys were playing it, you know, all that's my, true. all my close friends. So that a little more true. interesting. That is very true. Very true. I know Fortnite going back in the day, how did it evolve? It evolved in well, a lot of ways, but I mean, when we first started playing it, it wasn't big. I think like one of the big streamers, I'm sure you're familiar with him, like Myth. From yep. Yeah. I think he was one of the big, you got like Myth, you had uh, Hamlin's also another TSM member from what I can remember. Um, Ninja, I think was also an OG. That's why he was super big too. He was like a very toxic gamer at the time. Now he's, <laughs> you know, very kid friendly. I think, I don't know. I haven't watched his streams in a while in a while but uh yeah th those gamers i think brought to light the battle royale I, I think fortnite in my opinion now you can disagree with it if you want to but fortnite was really that game i know PUBG was before but fortnite was really that game like that that literally brought battle royales to the forefront of the gaming world and then now and then you know you saw so many people come onto that genre and be like okay yeah. like, what is was game about and then developers around the world like people who want to develop games and you know companies are like hey like okay if fortnite can do this then we can do this too and so after fortnite we started to see like the creation the trend of battle royale games you know such as uh um, i guess right here on our list we have like rules of survival yeah yeah firestorm the battlefield the battlefield one was a pretty interesting one uh, and then, you know, I think the next biggest one, next two biggest ones, I think in my opinion are Apex Legends and then, uh, the Call of Duty one, the Call of yep. Duty Warzone. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think like when you get past like this early stage of Battle Royale, right. Where you had Fortnite, which was kind of like the epicenter for all things Battle Royale. And then you started seeing these other people start coming out with them. Right. Um, with the Z1 Battle Royale, which was more of an indie type game. And then you had Firestorm, which was a Battlefield Five type, you know, gameplay. It was, it was a little different, a lot different than what we see in Call of Duty Warzone. Um, and then you see Apex come out, right? And I think that's really where you see this transition into more of like a professional gameplay. Um, and I, I'm not. Whoa, whoa, you don't think. <laughs> Fortnite was professional. I'm not. I'm not no. hating. I'm not that's hating on Fortnite. I, I think like Apex is really where you where you start seeing some of that that user base transition back to this FPS style, right? I don't think Firestorm, I don't think Blackout, I don't think those really caught on as much. But then when you had Apex come in, it really started stealing some of that user base away from Fortnite again, right? Yeah. I mean, like that was a good what Fortnite had a good year, two years of running, yeah. like yeah, two years of running battle royale that like they dominated that space, right? But then you see Apex come in and you see Warzone come in this year and it's just like been completely different ballgame, right? You have, I, I would say the majority of the Fortnite, you know, base got kind of lost or the main mainstream got lost. And now you see a, a lot of younger players are still gravitating for Fortnite, but then a lot of the older user base moved over back to FPS type style fighting with call of duty warzone and apex mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i think apex legends and warzone definitely you know like you said brought back the whole fps type of feel to the game um now my, my question to you is out of the three games 
which one do you prefer? Which one did you prefer to play like in the early stages? And then now, you know, nowadays as your, as your game yourself? That's a good question. I would say, you know, Fortnite, to be honest, was really, really fun early stages, right? Well, you didn't have um, people who have been playing the game since, you know, five years, right? <laughs> or four years. You had people who, you know, were new, just adventuring, trying to try out the game, having fun. I mean, the time, the amount of fun we had when we first started playing Fortnite, mm-hmm. you know, that was unparalleled, right? We were just fucking around, building oh, shit. Man. we were were having so much fun Mm -hmm. and and i think like you know that was before the mainstream kind of hit i was like season one season two right i think our season one season two season three that's when we had our most fun like those three seasons were so great and then you see that fall off afterwards but the interesting thing is like warzone for me really hasn't changed and i think really not too much. I mean, like, I think the only thing is that Warzone has a lot more bugs than uh, Fortnite. But also, we have to keep in mind that technically Warzone is still in its beginning stages. It hasn't even been out a year yet, right? So, like, the fact that Warzone hasn't been out a year um, and has all these bugs, I don't know, kind of expected in some ways, Um to, to me at least right like if you look back at fortnite we had a lot of bugs when we first started playing the game too right um so i don't know i, I think i enjoy the fps style better so i'm definitely leaning more towards warzone um mm-hmm. but the that's, other that's... the other difference for me is that you know with the building style i think i kind of got over it at a certain point right i didn't want to have to build in every lobby i didn't want to have to learn how to, you know, skyrocket into the sky with the tower build in two seconds, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think that's the other advantage of Modern Warfare is that you have a little bit more of a, uh, uh, for classical, you know, FPS-style gamers, it's a little mm-hmm. easier of a transition. True. And I, and I definitely agree. That I, I think I can see here where, for me, I was a little bit different just for the audience, like the context of the audience. I loved Fortnite to death. <laughs> I was playing it day in, day out, like 3 a.m. in the morning, grinding in creative place, <laughs> you know, <laughs> messing around with my buildings and really here could attest to that. Um, but I think for Fortnite, it's a little bit more dynamic in a sense where the meta, yes, it, every game has a meta and it changes every so often. But then for Fortnite, there was a little bit more to the meta than just the guns, right? Like you said, it was the building. Building in itself, if you guys have not played Fortnite, is crazy, right? Like think of like a one-by-one box created. Now people know how to make a two-by-two and then a three-by-three and then a whole tower. (laughs) And so things just get crazier and crazier. And as an FPS, you know, person, and I've also came from like a Call of Duty kind of background. I've also played some Halo back in the day too, but more Call of Duty. It's like, do you really want to like there's a question you have to ask yourself do you really want to pay attention to a meta where like building has never been really even been a thing in the, to begin with and you have to keep in mind you know the guns and now the building or you just want to focus on like the guns the movement the map placements right and that's what i think more and more call of duty players lean towards and i think that's also where apex kind of got their uh advantage over fortnite you know like you were saying a lot of fps players went from fortnite to apex legends or back to call of duty when warzone came out and i see i think those are really important factors to keep in mind when you know that that transition in those games came about obviously 
there are their players. I'm not talking about everybody. I can't generalize everybody, but there are players like our friend Adam. Shout out to Adam if he listens. To this. <laughs> um, where he is, you know, like a FPS player, but he doesn't. He doesn't prefer building. He like when he plays Fortnite, you know, he, he can be shoots. attacked by three, yeah, he can be attacked by three people. We tell him, yo, Adam, build a wall. He's like, nah, I don't need to build a wall. I can just shoot, right? And building a wall just means you're being protected by any shots. And so, you know, he would be the FPS player who doesn't necessarily like the building mechanic yet still plays Fortnite just because of either nostalgic reasons or it's just fun for him. So I, I'm not trying to generalize everybody in, in the whole community, but I feel like though that's like my thought process on that transition. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I would agree. I think, you know, Fortnite is a lot more dynamic and in some ways is actually a little bit more interesting, uh, you know, in some some different aspects right i would say the biggest things with them is that you know they always add new types of weapons different types of mechanics they rotate weapons in and out right so you don't always have the same weapons every season right they'll take they'll take out shotguns they'll add shotguns they'll remove certain pieces of the game right um and that that does keep it interesting in in terms of aspect right because you go from you go from Call of Duty Warzone where there's a set list of weapons that you'll always be able to use. And yeah, the meta changes a little bit in terms of, you know, they'll buff certain weapons or nerf certain weapons. But you don't have the same difference in like rotating out what's available. And I, I think that's the biggest thing, right? These, this loadout system in Call of Duty Warzone lets people who play the multiplayer version be able to use their loadouts and be able to kind of play in with that. And I think that that is one of the things that makes uh, Call of Duty a little bit more transitionable, I think, for, for a lot of FPS gamers, is that they can transition from the normal game into Warzone. Say if they get bored of playing multiplayer, they could be like, ah, you know what, I'm just going to play a, play a game of Warzone real quick, and I'm going to hop off, right? You know, yeah. it gives a little bit more variety for FPS, FPS people. Um, because you know Fortnite is a third-person game; it's not FPS at all. So I think that's the other thing here, right? Is that we're you, we're also looking at a third-person versus FPS type shooter. That's true. That's true. And I, I wanted to touch upon. I was the, I'm going to switch like topics a little bit here, but uh, why? I, I think a lot of, there's a handful of people in the community that question why people like battle royale games we did mention fortnite pubg warzone apex legends and you know there there are little features and components within the game itself but i wanted to touch upon like the overall view of battle royale and what they kind of offer for people you know gamers and so you know the three things that i had written down here um, battle royale in my opinion uh, you can disagree with this or not but battle royale gives you if i had to put it like three put down three bullet points competition strategy and teamwork I think those are the main components for me on why I drifted towards this type of genre and I still stay till this very day um, is one competition, right? Like Fortnite, I was playing competitively. You can play with your friends, you can play by yourself, but it's like, you know, you want to be the top and naturally as human beings, we're driven to just like be the best. We want to yep. just stomp the competition, you know? And so, you know, coming out of that plane, I'm going to kill all of you, get 99 kills and, you know, get first place. Same thing with strategy though, right? You have to know where to place yourself on the map. You can't just go. I mean, if you decide to go tilt towers, which was like the place where everybody went, you know, <laughs> 50, 50 is like a roll of dice, but you have to strategically know how to play the game, right? Where do you land? How do you land? What guns do you pick up? Where do you go throughout the building? Things like that, I think really 
I guess, not mess, I don't know the right word, but uh, for lack of a better word, intrigue the player, right? Like the player itself, whoever, if you've played, uh, you know, Civilization, right? Or games like, uh, what are those games called? What type of, what's the genre for that? Uh, real-time strategy. Or real-time strategy. Just- yeah, exactly, exactly. I, it's, of course, it's not like that exactly, but just the strategical part, thinking on your feet, you know, thinking like where to go next. I think that's what incorporates. And the last one that I have is, is teamwork. Teamwork is one of the best parts. And for people, battle royales, at least most of them, accommodate single player and multiplayer. You know, like you were saying, we play with our friends in Fortnite. We could just vibe out, create like this wall of China <laughs> in the early <laughs> seasons and not have to worry about people. But also in single player, you know, you can, you're playing with people across the world or in your local uh, community and you can kind of like com- compare and contrast in certain ways. Yeah, I would agree. I, I think you're you're right on the dot, right? You have this aspect. The reason why battle royals are interesting to people is, hey, I, I also think you know one thing that should be included here is the maps, right? Like okay. having a really interesting dynamic map is so essential yeah. um, to these battle royals, right? Because if you have a bad map, people aren't going to want to play, right? <laughs> if it's not interesting, yeah. if it's not diverse, if there's not enough, you know, different things happening on the map. People are going to get bored, right? There's not enough to do. There's not enough aspects to it, right? And that's why you see these battle royals. Come out with new maps. Try different things. Change the maps up, right? And the reason Mm -hmm. why is because that keeps people interested. And so I think that's another aspect of these battle royals is it gives this kind of dynamic change, right, over time. I see that. Okay. Um, So I think, yeah, I mean, you're on the dot with strategy, and I think you're on the dot with, you know, having having that competition right and it's it's like wanting to be the last alive right that that's different than fps where you're just basically like trying to beat objective i mean team deathmatch you're trying to get the most kills s and d yeah but there's also objectives right you're trying to blow up things and it's not it's different because you're not versing 150 players like in warzone right that's true (laughs) i think that's that's a huge part of it yeah, and I mean that brings. I sorry to interrupt you, but I just want. I don't want to lose this thought, train of thought. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what you were talking about, right? Like objective play. I think there there has been, oh, in the beginning stages of battle royale, and I think there still is, but it's a there's a lack of objectiveness. Yep. Um, where you know, like like you said in Call of, Call of Duty, you got team deathmatch, capture the flag, search and destroy, stuff like that. Um, but also on top of that, I'm gonna add a little bit more is the storytelling. A lot of people like Destiny um i don't know what else other games there are i can think of destiny but there's a lot of story that goes behind it right you have those players mm-hmm. like player games fallout skyrim whatever it is and i think nowadays we start to see we're starting to see actually a lot of uh battle royale games either put in themes right or put in like a little bit of their story into the gameplay into their battle royale to find on the map you know like a little easter egg which i think is really cool i think it's a really good addition for battle royale battle royale games in terms of like adding to the persuasion of why you should play Battle Royale. Yep, I agree. I think, you know, storytelling is a huge part of how Battle Royales are going to keep their player base. For Mm. the people who are casual players or people who are just like hardcore, you know, into the background behind the, you know, mechanics of the game or why things are the way they are, right? Mm -hmm. If you look at how they've told the Call of Duty Warzone story, for example, right? You notice that it's all kind of centered around Verdansk and it has Easter eggs pointing to the back 
of, you know, older Call of Duties or older storylines, right? And they try to, they've brought in characters that are on all these Call of Duties, right? Intentionally trying to keep that flow. So I think that's another big point with Call of Duty Warzone too. And, mm-hmm. and you see the similar thing in Fortnite, right? Where Fortnite, a little different. I mean, some would say that they've kind of sold out and <laughs> are... <laughs> are now using themes from like marvel and oh i know what you're talking about okay (laughs) like like they have they have storyline in fortnite but it's like you know it's kind of mix and match you know a lot of people don't really it's not it's not like one key storyline to the the game anymore i'm not i'm not hating i'm just saying that they have sold out a little bit in terms of you know Mm-hmm. They've basically started using these themes from pop culture, right? Yeah, and that's one that. of the reasons why they keep a lot of younger audience is because, you know, they see these superheroes and they want to be that superhero in Fortnite. And that's cool. That's great. But for older players like me, I'm like, bro, like, <laughs> I don't even yeah. care about that anymore, right? I just want a cool looking skin or something. And I mean, it's cool. Like Fortnite, mm-hmm. to, you know, to give them props they have an amazing design team right like looking at all these character skins and everything that they built it's it's incredible but i would say that like call of duty is a little bit more um uh more realistic so like a lot of the older players tend to shift that way now Mm. um minus all the fucking bugs that are in call of duty (laughs) No, that's interesting that, that you, you bring that up. I, I always, I, I like how you keep referring to like old players and new players. Yeah, I'm assuming when you refer to like old players, you, I'm assuming you, you mean like Call of Duty, maybe even like older generation in age kind of thing. Yep. Yeah, is that what you mean? Okay, cool. I just get that clarification out. Um, but okay, so now knowing all this though, Billy, now I want to know your thoughts. I want to know your thoughts. What, what do you think <laughs> of the future? What are your few, what, what do you think of the future of Battle Royale games? Yeah, I mean, I think it's up in the air, right? I think we're hitting the point where they could fall off, right? If they don't, if they don't produce something new, if they don't mm-hmm. come up with a way to continue keeping their player base entertained, right, mm-hmm. um, and diversifying, they're gonna, it's gonna drop off, right? And I think we saw that kind of with Fortnite. Uh, you know, I think their player base has dropped substantially from where it was. It still has a huge player base but not quite the same that it used to be right um and i think you know i think that's something that call of duty has to keep in mind right um you know warzone just released this year they have to come up with new ideas otherwise they're going to lose their player base in warzone specifically and i think cold war which is the next you know rendition of call of duty is they're going to be doing their best to somehow keep that storyline and and that transition very clean and mm-hmm. make sure that they're diversifying. And I what I'm expecting to be completely honest is a new map uh for Warzone specifically suited to Cold War. That's what I'm expecting. Mm-hmm. I see that too. Yeah, okay. That's interesting that you say that because um with it, when I when I saw you playing Cold War, you know, that beta, I was like, wow, you know, one my initial reactions. It's another Call of Duty. I, I feel like Call of Duty. <laughs> how long has Call of Duty been out? Since Bro, out? Call of Duty has been out for so a long, long time, right? When like, was the first Call of Duty? Uh... Yeah, go ahead and search that up. But while you search that up, but for context, like Billy and I were in our twenties, right? Almost mid twenties, and um, you know, like 
we've been playing Call of Duty since we were what in middle school? Kids, man. Yeah, kids. Exactly. Like we, man, it's super young. And so seeing another Call of Duty like Cold War is just like the reaction initially for the multiplayer at least is like ah, it's another Call of Duty. Probably a different way they tune the guns and different interface and how you see your health bar and stuff like that. <laughs> but um, also like I think with the Warzone aspect now that that's added into Call of Duty. It's, it's going to be interesting to see how they adapt to, you know, one, the returning community who's transitioning from Warzone to whatever this is going to be next, and the new incoming players because it's a new game. Every new game has some incoming players. And so I definitely agree with you. I think they're, they're I think possibly, I'm putting it at around like 80%, there's going to be a new map. There has to be a new map that's adapted to Cold War um, yep. just for the theme of it. Um but also in terms of like just all the battle royale games, to answer my question from before, it's uh, I I think it's a still a recently new genre that well it came out twenty seventeen twenty seventeen is when genre when that battle royale kind of started popping. Yep, but we're looking at twenty twenty. I mean that's only three four years, right? Three, four years, yeah, exactly, exactly. And so one of my point is, I think. Yeah, I think these particular games, specific games, they have, I think like any game, I think they're going to fall off for sure. Like Fortnite, uh, Apex Legends, stuff like that. Obviously, they're going to have like a, a decent player base, which is good. It's I don't think it's going to drop too low to where, you know, like Halo 1 or like those old Halo games. Yeah. Halo. It's literally like 50 people and that's all. No shade to them, but that's how I saw the community in, in Twitch. And so I think in Battle Royale, I think they'll have a bigger community for sure to play around. It's going to drop. Um, but the genre itself, I think, will still keep alive until like the next best thing comes, which I think the next best thing, in my opinion, is going to be VR. I think VR has taken off. I think you know now with Oculus Rift, I don't know what the new devices are now, um, but you know you have games like the Star Wars Squadron. I don't know if you've seen that game, uh, but it's basically just a game where it's like a PvP team v- team ver- team of five versus another team of five, and you're like the Empire versus Re- Rebellions. And Star Wars has always just been a good theme. Um, but like I was saying, battle royale games—they're not gonna completely die off. I think they're always going to be a genre. Like when you go into Steam, you can be like, "Oh, battle royale games, cool, right?" Um, but I think there will be a transition. Man, if I could give a timestamp to it, I'd probably put like three years. Three years. Come back to this podcast. <laughs> but three years time span, there will be a transition to a different type of either one genre of games that we don't know of yet or into VR games. But like VR is not really a genre. It's more of a... Is it a genre? I, no, it's just like a platform, right? It's, it, I would consider it like more of like a platform. I mean, yeah. right now, I think people consider it as a genre just because okay. like I mean, I think the access isn't there yet, right? Like, the price point for these VR games is pretty significant in terms of, like, getting the VR thing. And, like, I I also don't think it's that advanced yet, right? You look at these games and and you notice that there's still a lot that they need to work on, right? And making it more of a uh, virtual, really reality experience in terms of, you know, being able to actually feel like you're playing the game. Mm but I, no, I, I think I think you're right. I think yeah, VR I, you know, is going to be huge. Yeah, definitely yeah. in the future. Facts, big facts, Billy. Big facts. <laughs> uh, but no, you're right. I think you got me questioning. Um, like, okay, because a lot of people talk about it like it's a it's a genre, you know. And now you got me thinking, like, okay, wait, it's not. 
It's actually, anyways, if you guys are listening to this and if you think it's a genre or you think it's a platform, uh, comment on Billy's Instagram or whatever. I don't know. I was going to want you to comment or interact, but, uh, you know, let us know what you think of that, whether VR is a platform or a genre. Either way, we both think that VR is going to pop off. Um, there is a VR game that I wanted to introduce or like let you guys know about. It's a, it's a VR game battle royale. Actually, you know, that's kind of interesting. It's called the population VR. It's another kind of FPS ish kind of game. Obviously you're first person cause you can't be third person. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I found that funny. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really cool. There's it's popping off as of right now, like Sunday, October 25th. Like if you guys look it up, there's some articles on it and I, I highly suggest you guys probably watch some gameplay. You might, might be interested and persuaded to buy the next VR. Is it headset? <laughs> yeah it's it's headset yeah Oculus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah headsets headsets exactly um yeah no i i just pulled it up real quick but yeah no this looks super interesting and i think this is where we're gonna see you know this is like i think vr still in its early adopter stage right where you, uh-huh. you really have to want to play vr to be into it right it's not uh-huh. quite hit the mainstream or even you know, the step before mainstream, I, I think it's really in its early stages still, right? And, and we're still seeing developments. We're still seeing them create new abilities for it, right? I mean, just watching this gameplay, you see the graphics aren't quite there yet, right? Like it hasn't quite been fully built out, right? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I think you have a point. I think when we're going to see the transition to VR, is when big time streamers start streaming this, right? And you see a big BR, big BR streamers start taking this on and playing it, right? And I, and I'm sure there's some right now. Uh, you know, to be honest, I'm sure there are some people who do play VR, yeah. um, but it's not like what they play all the time, right? It's not a main game that they play all the time, right? Like Call of Duty Warzone or Fortnite or Apex, right? Mm-hmm. It's not there yet. So if you had to give it a timestamp, what would you give it? So we can come back to this podcast and be like, I knew you were right or wrong. So you said three years, right? I said three years. Three years will transition. I'm going to say five years. Wow. Okay, five years. Dang. And and the only reason I say that is because I think there is a lot that still needs to go into like the, the software, right? Mm-hmm. And, and developing it more for mainstream uh the mainstream to understand how to utilize these tools right and how to utilize this software right because if you look at if you look at like when these different adoptions happen right when like people switched to console gaming and and really started getting into it and you know ps you know ps ps1 and xbox came out mm-hmm. the reason why people switched to those is because it was easy right it didn't yeah. people didn't need to know how to build a computer people didn't need to know how to you know create a, a gaming computer right and that's why pc gaming isn't like to be honest like entirely there for everyone right is because mm-hmm. console gaming is so much easier there's no maintenance required right mm-hmm. you buy the console mm-hmm. and you get to play it right so i think that's that's something that they that's going to be interesting to see when vr happens yeah. um I give it five years for it to okay. be adopted by mainstream. All right, Mr. Billy, I will keep you to that. I will keep you to, <laughs> keep you to the three years, and we'll see who, 
who wins? Winner has to buy him buy a VR headset. All right, all right, I'm down. I'm down. That's yeah, a bet I'll yeah. take. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Now, are there any more topics that you'd like to talk about for Battle Royale or VR headset? Um, I guess just like, well, some one of the games I want to bring up is Spellbreak. Yeah. Um, Spellbreak, and I just want, yes. I, I just want to take a moment to recognize some, you know, talk a little bit about indie indie uh, indie battle royales that I think are going to be coming out for the next few years. Um. You know, I think it's interesting because indie battle royales are picking up off this idea of like battle royale and like how you play, right? If you look at how they're set up, I yeah. mean, even looking at Spellbreak, right? It, it It's trying to do something different than the other battle royales, right? It's based yeah. on these spells that you throw down, you have different magical powers and you can use combos and other stuff like that to do more damage or the different types of gauntlets and stuff that you pick up, you can use to you know, change what ability you're using, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's an interesting concept. Um, and I think it, it's appealing to a very specific type of audience, to be honest, when it comes to BRs, right? Because it's not like an FPS, right? And it's very, very different in uh, in concept, it's even not. than Fortnite, right? Yeah. Fortnite, there were still guns, <laughs> you know? Yeah, now you're using spells, which is a whole different concept. What, what company made Spellbreak, you know? Um... Good question. I like Epic. <laughs> Spellbreak. I'm gonna look that up too real quick. Spellbreak company. Uh, proletariat. Think... Okay, that's interesting. I've never heard of them, to be honest. But no, I mean, going back to what you're saying, uh, Spellbreak, man. It. Uh, to be honest, I I didn't even know it was a battle royale. <laughs> I thought it was like some weird multiplayer game that is just like pvp whatever you know i was like okay cool but then people started playing it you know my friends now stream it and it is something else i don't know if i'm personally intrigued by the game it is definitely something different i will keep saying that um but do i want to play it i don't know it seems like it's very it's like mechanically demanding yeah but like (laughs) but i mean (laughs) yeah what were you saying I mean, if you think about like Fortnite, mechanically demanding. <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I think I, I think one of the one of the things we're we're talking about here is is the reason why a spell break hasn't caught on as much is because it doesn't have guns. Um, and I'm not saying that that's the only reason people play games, but it's a lot easier transition to transition from you know a game like call of duty into a, another shooter game than to transition to call of duty into a game like spell break where you have spells <laughs> that you're using yeah. to fight people so um you, now you're making me want to think of a game that has done that that has broken through that threshold that's not a gun oriented game but i can't think of one which is like yep. so if anyone can think of one let me know because i'm pretty interested but i mean that that it could be one good point you know like it it it, because it doesn't have any guns but just spells and it's a different type of gameplay you know that that is the case it now has any big streamers because i know you made you brought up a point earlier saying that you know like streamers help to bring games to the forefront right has there been any big streamers that you know playing this game hmm. like a ninja or something or pokemon pokemon not really no, really, right? Because I can I can't recall. I watch Twitch. My credibility on this is I watch Twitch like every single day. <laughs> you know, when I'm like not doing anything, and not that I go on spell break every single day, but you would see 
popular streamers and i don't really see any popular streamers doing it other than maybe no not even like toast stream you know that little offline tv stream yeah also, yeah they don't even play that they play like stuff like tft or among us or stuff like that yeah i don't i honestly i i did see i saw a lot of smaller a lot of smaller streamers mm-hmm. picked yeah. up spell break and i think that's that's another interesting thing is I'm always curious where like these mainstream streamers, like where they get their ideas from, you know, like when they start playing a game, where do they pick up that game? And I, th- I'm convinced that they pick it up from small streamers who start playing it first and play the alpha or like try out these indie games. And then these bigger streamers are like, Oh, it's catching on. Right. Or, or, Oh, this is a game that I should pick up because a lot of people like it. Right. Um, and that's what I'm convinced about mainstream streamers, not, not throwing shade, but I'm just saying, like, I think they pick up a lot of their ideas from smaller streamers who adopt it first, and then they pick it up mm. once it gets into the mainstream. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? That makes sense. No, that makes sense. I, I could see where, where you're going with that. I think to add on to that, I think another factor that we could consider is, is like companies, you know, sponsoring these games. Yep. I think a lot of the times when new games come out, they often ask, and I think, I think streamers have exposed that idea or that uh, that companies do reach out to them. You know, they're like, hey, can you sponsor? Or, I don't know can how you try our game out on stream yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So can you play this game while sponsor, you know, while talking about our product or whatever? And so, like, you know, I often see it with Myth. Myth is the biggest seller in Twitch. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> love you. But, um, you know, he, he'd play, uh, or not even Myth, but there's a streamer who is playing some game then sponsored McDonald's. And so I think a lot of the big streamers, because, you know, the indie game is very small, I don't think a lot of companies have any interest in it. You know, they're all going to stick yep. to Warzone and whatnot. But as soon as one of those companies say, okay, let, like, let's try this, I think one, as soon as they say, let's try this, we're going to see that transition of big streamers. We're going to be like, oh, okay, now we see, like, Pokemon, you know, streaming it and sponsoring McDonald's on Spellbreak. Something, you know? Yep, I agree. I, I would totally... I totally think that's exactly what happens with most of these small games is that they eventually get picked up by big streamers after a while i mean fortnite when it was early stages right when we were first playing it was not picked up immediately like i would say late season one season two was when it actually started getting picked up by bigger streamers right yeah, I wouldn't even say season one. I'd say season two, and season two, season two, season three, when the Black Knight thing came out. Yep. I think that's when like big streamers like Nick Merckx and stuff like that started to uh, arise. Cypher PK, all those fun people. Um, but it does it does take a while for the exposure of a game to to uh, find out. Now, if you were like, if you were to place a bet on one of these games, like these indie games that you know about. What game would you place your bets on? Would it be the next like big exposure kind of game? Oh, uh, I don't know. I, I think I feel like we're like investing here. We're just like, all right, we're gonna invest in this game. <laughs> we're like a hundred mil down. Honestly, I don't know because the struggle with the indie games in this specific genre is that there is almost a monopoly <laughs> of, of the player base in this specific genre, right? I don't think you get a lot of variety. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Okay. And especially, I mean, we talked about this is a new genre and there's not a lot of differences in between the games, you know, minus Spellbreak, which is completely different, right? Yeah. And then you have like Call of Duty, which is third per- first person. And then I would say, you know, I would say the three biggest ones right now, you got Warzone, you got Apex, and you got Fortnite. I would say those are the three that are still big um, or decently sized. Um, and then you got things like Hyperscape. But like Hyperscape doesn't really catch on for a lot of people. Technically, it is a battle royale. It's an FPS battle royale. Yeah. Um, but it's, I think they really tried. It was developed by Ubisoft. Um, oh, Ubisoft game. I like those games. Yeah. Um, but in my opinion, it did try something new. Uh-huh. But I don't think it's gonna. I don't think it's gonna catch. Um, Wait, just, what, what was like the what was the game? But it was like FPS kind of game. Yeah, like a, it's FPS, but like you jump around, like hyperscape. Oh. You have like these giant, tall skyscrapers that you jump around, and buildings that you bounce between to, oh. you know, that you can use. Um, Wait, did streamers stream this? Like big streamers? Because I think I've seen this. Yep. So I, I'm pretty sure Ubisoft like reached out to some of these big streamers and had them stream it, but I don't think it's going to catch on from my viewpoint. It, to go back to mechanically demanding, this game seems like it's extremely mechanically demanding. Oh, yeah, 100%, bro. Like, your awareness, too, has to be off the, off the charts with this game. And yeah. Like you're jumping around buildings or all on buildings, off buildings, stuff like that, and then aiming on top of that? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so I think that's why it's not going to get adopted. Um and to be honest, I haven't really seen any, you know, like battle royales, indie battle royales that I think are going to get big yet mm-hmm. um, or recently. Um, but again, early stages, right? This is very early stages of this um, this genre. Like if you go into FPS, how old is FPS games, right? Or if you go into strategy games, right? Just the genre itself, right? Super old. Battle Royale is such a specific new type of genre. And I think we have so much to look forward to. And, and it's going to be interesting to see where it takes off, especially with VR. Um, excited. But uh, yeah, I, I think, you know, after all this, we concluded a few things, right? We concluded that there's a lot of indie games that are probably going to be developing out of this genre. Um, we, we obviously have only just seen the beginning, right? Um, and then, do you have any other comments you want to add before we? Uh, no, I mean, I'm I'm just curious to get the audience perspective. If you're listening to this and you have some thoughts on one, the battle royale scene and the future of you know the gaming community in terms of like VR or indie games kind of thing, please let us know. Let us know. I'd I'd like to hear your opinion. Yeah, definitely. And to ditto that, you know, this is kind of our first step into the water in terms of, uh, testing out these podcasts in particular. Uh, we're just trying to see like if people would be interested in this type of content too. So I'd appreciate if you guys, you know, let us know, um, the best way to let us know if you like it is to check this out. I'm going to be posting on Spotify. Um, also a few other different channels. So I'll let you guys know which, where those are, but yeah, this is kind of my first step in the water in terms of gaming, um, podcasting. Um, and I know, you know, my buddy here, <laughs> uh, yeah. he actually has his own podcast. So shout out to him too. Um, you can check that out. Uh, what is it called again? It is called Contemporary Mind and you can find it on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Yeah. But uh, yeah, thanks guys for listening in. If you guys are, uh, we're going to 
close it out here. But yeah, definitely check us out on Spotify. Let us know what you think. Um, I'll be posting this in my Discord and then uh, also be posting it on my own channels. So uh, check out Crazy Gaming. And then uh, feel free to. He's a streamer, guys. Guys, he's a streamer. (laughs) He streams. What's your stream schedule? Uh, So I stream Monday through Thursday um, and then on Sundays as well. So, guys, you can hydrate him for 500 points. It's really easy. He drinks, you know, there's like specialties that he drinks every now and then, but I, I promise you it'd be very entertaining. Come join the stream. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. Hope you guys have a good day. Enjoy yourselves. Bye guys.